what's up guys? I sat down this week for a morning meeting with San Diego Fire Engineer Casey Martin. Casey has an inspiring story of going from growing up with next to nothing to now where he's firmly on the path towards financial independence. Casey credits getting his mindset right in order to help him achieve his goals. Hope you guys enjoy it. Hey Casey, thanks for meeting me here in the bullpen. Thanks for having me on. I'm psyched. I've been looking forward to this day. We're finally able to make it happen. Yeah, same here, man. I'm really uh, grateful that you took time out of your busy day to, to sit down with us here uh, and give us some information. What's been, uh, what's been going on in your life recently with this coronavirus and all that? Wow, what hasn't been going on? It's just been crazy. As you know, we've been a lot of Zoom meetings. That's definitely been happening. Um, surprisingly, I would think that people would just be shutting down in terms of the real estate market and hunkering down but that's not what all the stats and showings and pendings and closings are saying also so um it's just very interesting times and i'm sure we'll get more into that later on the podcast but um very very interesting times never seen anything like it no one has yeah no exactly and i think everybody's having to just pivot and, and figure out how to do this thing it's like you and i sitting here on a on a zoom call um we never would have considered that even just a, a few months ago. So it's uh, Absolutely. everybody, you know, part of, part of dealing with this crisis is, is having to adapt and having to, to maneuver in other ways. So if, if there's a silver lining in any of this, maybe that's it. Huh? Yeah, absolutely. You know, my biggest thing too, is it's like, you know, I've been through one of these, we've been through one of these and we've been investors through one of these in 2008. Right. right. And it's so easy to let your mindset, go to that place where it's like, Oh my God, I'm afraid. Like maybe everything, the sky's falling and, and, and all this stuff's happening. And you know, you, that's when you want to be out there striking is when, when there are opportunities, like a lot of investors in real estate, especially have been waiting for something like this uh, for some sort of correction to flush out the, the novices to provide more opportunity. Uh, we've got historically low interest rates. I mean, we have a, we have a real opportunity that we're coming up on. Yeah, um, no, and to, I think to, the other thing that's important to note is that these are natural parts of the cycle, and, and absolutely, it, and it's needed, right? They, they call them corrections because it corrects the the natural market. So it's it is an important thing. So, um, well, I guess without further ado, man, you ready to get in your first alarm? Let's do this. All right, awesome. So, uh, first alarm on our fire department is uh, four engines and a truck. But here at the firehouse, we talk about four questions and one piece of advice. So for you, you're first in, so I need a size up. Who you are, where you work, and how long you've been doing it. Awesome. Uh, Casey Martin, 16 years, San Diego Fire Rescue. And what a 16 years it's been. I'm so thankful and grateful for this job. What an, what an amazing, amazing foundation it's provided me. Um, so my background is I grew up in a real estate family. I came from nothing, living in a closet with my sister, um, barely surviving uh, on food stamps. Uh, my dad left at a young age and my mom wanted better for us and our family. And so she hustled, man. She worked really, really hard. Uh, she got a real estate license and eventually ended up getting her broker's license. And that kind of thrust me into the world of real estate. I started hustling um, real estate agents' cars back when you hopped in the car and, and my mom would drive people around and you know they had the old pull-out cell phones and, and we were the keepers of the information. My mom was the keeper of the information, right? She had to go to Caravan and see what houses were on the market. Obviously, that's all changed 100% with technology. Um, but I was hustling, washing cars with my best friend whose, whose dad was the broker of the office. So I grew up in that. 
My mom started investing in real estate and she eventually, um, you know, worked her way up and kept buying properties. And, and I grew up with a hammer in my hands. I mean, my job was like, you know, it was just after sports, after school, I came home and I worked, you know, if I wanted a new BMX bike, I worked for it. If I wanted a new snowboard, I worked for it. Um, and it was five bucks an hour. And I was working with framers and drywallers and digging, ripping, tearing, painting, sanding old historic homes in Northern California. So fast forward, I'm on the job after, you know, going to college and doing all this stuff. And, and, you know, I, I obviously, uh, at the time I hated it because it, but what it was doing was teaching me work ethic and hustle. And so, uh, with that in mind, I, I wanted to, to start buying houses, uh, as soon as I was uh, financially stable enough to do so. So that's what I did. I ended up getting my real estate license after, I don't know how long I was on the job, but got my real estate license. My wife got hers as well. She also grew up in a real estate family. So she's been licensed for 12, 14 years. Um, I believe I've been li licensed for five or six, but kind of acting as a, as an agent for quite a bit longer and as an investor for quite a bit longer. Wow. That's an amazing story, man. Uh, thank you for sharing that with us. Uh, with you're talking about, you know, having to grow up with some hardship and, and to really have to grind things out. How has that, how has that upbringing or how has that, um, you know, childhood experience translated into your career as a firefighter? I mean, we have to grind, we have to go through some really hard things. Did, did you find, or did you recognize that there was any parallels there? Oh, hundred percent, man. A hundred percent. God, where do I even start with that? I mean, I'm so huge on personal development and I always have been. Um, it wasn't until, honestly, Kyle, it wasn't until uh, I went to date with Destiny with Tony Robbins. I started, I started on that tour because I was looking for answers that I couldn't solve in my life. And, you know, I found, I found myself living, it was like that song, you know, is this my house? Is this my beautiful wife? Is this my beautiful car? How did I get here? Right. And I'm looking around and my, you know, my beautiful wife and, and family and, and I'm like, and, and I still wasn't happy, man. I still wasn't happy. And, and that was because um, I hadn't really dealt with my mindset. I hadn't really dealt, I had a lot of unresolved issues. Um, those issues helped me become the man I am today. And I'm so grateful for them now because I can reflect on them and, and go, wow, this made me who I am. It made me the hardest worker. I came from nothing, man. I had to work hard for everything I've ever had, right? I didn't have a, a family to fall back on with a bunch of money, right? I didn't have like, um, you know, I, it's, it's, I just spent my whole life grinding, but that gets exhausting after a while. You got to get to the point where you can like, reflect on that and go, okay, it's got me this far, but how am I going to be happy from this point moving forward now that I have this stuff and now that I have the opportunities, how am I going to be happy going forward? So mindset, man, and, and always working on self-improvement and your mindset to me is everything. It's everything. And so that's why I spent so much time and money on relationship boot camps to make my, my personal relationship better, um, to not sabotage myself, right? Um, all these things that, that we never really get taught. That's why I've spent so much time and money in self-improvement and these, these, um, these retreats. Oh, that's amazing. That's, uh, that's something that I think everybody could, could uh, take full advantage of as well. You mentioned something about the mindset piece uh, in terms of where we are in the market right now and people are thinking, oh, the sky is falling and all this stuff. 
do you think that because of, of the way you had to grow up and, and knowing how tough things can actually be, that, that it's, it helps you kind of push through the, the tough times you're seeing right now? Yeah, absolutely. I, there's no doubt. It definitely helps me with my mindset. Um, but what helps me more than anything is going through this in 2008, right? So it was a totally different deal. It was a, it was a real estate caused collapse. So we saw instant price reductions. We saw instant opportunities. And um, at the same time, paralleled on, on our fire department, as you know, we also entered brownouts. Um, so I had, uh, you know, I had purchased a house um, during brownouts. I could barely afford my mortgage. Um, I was, we were struggling. And for and, people that people that don't work for San Diego Fire Department, can you just explain what brownouts were? Yeah, so we were shutting down uh, all of our truck companies basically, and so what that meant was uh, no more overtime. Essentially, you know, we're not we're not staffing up those extra rigs, so there's less positions. There's no overtime. We rely on overtime at our department because we're the bottom 20% paid in California, and we have been for over a decade now. Um, so. So we rely on that overtime big time to pay the bills. So when you look at your base salary, it just wasn't enough to really, to really um, take advantage of these opportunities that happened in 2009, 10, 11, 12. And so during those years, my wife and I were going, oh my God, look at these opportunities out here. This is amazing. Like, but, but I couldn't take advantage of them because I didn't have the dry powder. I didn't have the cash, right? And banks weren't lending money. Right. So it was like kind of a double edged sword and this double whammy. Like I knew there was opportunity out there. I knew that you could double your money eventually, which you could on anything you bought. If you bought a $500,000 house in 2009, 2010, it's worth a million now. You know, a lot of them. Uh, if you bought a million dollar house, it's more than likely worth, worth two um, right. leading up to the, to the peak of this market. But you had to have money. And like I said, they weren't lending. And so now we're in a financial collapse. Right with the real estate market that's gonna kind of kind of follow behind that. Um, so we're, we're still waiting to see what the effects are, but interest rates are all time low. They're so backed up on these, on these low interest rates with inventory that they don't, they're not gonna lower the rates until they work their way through that inventory. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, that so makes sense. So how, so if, I'm a, if I'm a firefighter that's interested in getting involved here or a first responder interested in getting involved here, how could I, how could I take advantage of these literally historically low interest rates? What makes me uh, an attractive borrower to a lender? That's a great question. Um, it's your, it's your stability. You know, if you're, if you own a bank, who do you want to loan money to right now? Who, who's going to give you the highest likelihood of getting paid back on that loan? It's going to be people with what the current, what the government's calling, you know, essential businesses right and we're as first responders you're an essential business any essential business though not just first responders i mean if you have a stable job and and you know um you've been you've been fortunate enough to stay employed and be making money then you're a high high candidate to get to get these loans at low interest rates you know and 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 combined with that you're going to have other people that unfortunately are like losing their businesses you know, they're losing their businesses. The, the, the devastation from this is going to be, we don't know what it's going to be, but we know it's going to be significant. And unfortunately, um, that's going to be an opportunity for the people that do have stable income still. In, in real estate uh, in general, where are you seeing the biggest changes, the biggest shifts, and maybe some potential opportunities down the line? 
Well, right here, hyper local, I would say vacation rentals right off the top of my head. Okay. So we got low interest rates. That's still, they're just coming down, down, down. But um, short-term rentals has been a big thing. We had a short-term rental. We had two short-term rentals um, and we put, we had to put long-term tenants in them both. Okay. Because there's nobody, um, we lost about $38,000 in revenue uh, the first two weeks in COVID-19 from people canceling reservations. So that's happening all across San Diego right now. So if you live in a place that, that has this happening, look for these opportunities because you basically, you have two choices right now. You are, you got three choices. You can hunker down, try to hold, you know, try to wait it out, right. Until reservations come back, but then you're going to have all the co competition from the hotels right. or you can put long-term renters in there or you can sell your place. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, maybe the long-term effect on this is there's a lot less vacation rentals too um, because they put long-term renters in there. So if you're not vacation rentaling your house, that, that drove the prices up here in San Diego significantly short-term rentals. Um, so I think you're going to see some softening there, some opportunities there. And then I think the other part is just to, to keep your eyes out for, um, for people who are needing to sell, not wanting to sell, but needing to sell. Right. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Like uh, they, they're over leveraged or then they can't get a long-term tenant in there if they got the short-term uh, thing going on. And what I love about what you said, man, which really is applicable to first responders is we're professional problem solvers, right? People create all these problems. We got to come in there and try to solve them. It sounds like what you did is you had this problem with the short-term rental and you figured out a way to make it work. You just figured out a different avenue. You pivoted and now are, are making it work in a different way. Um, and I think that's what I really love about real estate is you can be creative and you can impact the way your investment performs. Unlike the stock Absolutely. market where um, you don't really have any control. So I really do yeah. like that approach, man. Um, yeah. Why, why are you, it's obvious in talking to you, everybody that, that comes in contact with you knows that you're passionate about this. You, you are fully into it. Why, where does that come from? Is it, is it the, the upbringing? Is it the mindset? Is it just the, the hustle and grit you learned in the fire Academy? Where does that all come from? It comes from growing up with nothing, you know, it comes from, from, um, it, yeah. And it comes from wanting to do better as a parent, as a husband, as a father to my kids and my family than, than was done with me. Right. That's where the heart comes from. That's where the soul comes from. That's where the hustle comes from, right? Uh, but uh, what I love about real estate, uh, you kind of had two questions there and I want to answer the other part. It's what I love about real estate is that it's, it's, it's a leveraged investment, you know? So we have a really nice balanced thing, right? And so if you work for a big company or you work as a first responder, maybe you have a pension, maybe you have uh, a 401k, it doesn't really matter. All that money's going into a managed account and these, these financial people are going to manage that money and it just goes in there, reduces your taxable income. It's all great. It's groovy. But the way I see it is like, that's all taken care of. I don't have that much control over that. Right. It's going to go up and down and hopefully by the time I retire, it's up. Right. Right. But real estate, I can go buy a $500,000 investment or, or, or let me give you my first house I ever bought. I bought it for $460,000. I bought it with an FHA three and a half percent down. That was $16,500. Okay, so I bought a $460,000 investment for $16,500. So here okay. in San Diego, what does that buy you? 
It's a four hundred sixty thousand dollar house in in other parts of the country. Might be like a <laughs> yeah. mansion, right? So here in San Diego, what is four hundred sixty grand? Get I tell you what, it bought me at the time at the bottom. You know, it was a good time to buy a house. It's two thousand nine. Okay, um, and it bought me the worst house in the nicest neighborhood, which I'm a huge, huge fan Perfect. of, and that's what yeah. I always look for. That's what I always try to get my buyers into the worst house in the nicest neighborhood. That's what it bought me at the time. Currently, uh. <laughs> You know, it's going to buy you a townhouse in in mid city. Right. Um, you know, or or if you the further you go east, obviously the prices drop a little bit, but it's not going to buy you much. Right. But my whole point is, is that you know, you I put down sixteen thousand five hundred dollars, but I'm making equity on four sixty. If I want to make a return on four hundred sixty thousand dollars in the stock market, what do I have to do? I got to put in four hundred sixty thousand dollars of my hard earned money. Right. It's not a leveraged investment, right? right? We're not investing on leverage. Like the key here is that in real estate, we can invest being leveraged, right? Like I'm making money. If I buy a million dollar investment property, a duplex, a fourplex, I can make money in equity on that by adding value to the property, by pulling more in rent, by remodeling the property, right? And then I can run that price up in rent. That's going to give me a higher cap rate. I can sell it for more. Mm -hmm. And then... Not only am I making money on a million dollars, not my down payment of, let's just call it $100,000, $200,000. I'm making equity on a million and I'm then rolling it over to my next investment without, without paying income. And in fact, I'm depreciating that. Yeah. So that's no, where it really gets cool. Yeah, no, exactly. And, and all those things you're talking about are just forcing the appreciation by, um, if you get tenants in there, okay, you can increase rent um, slowly over time. If you go in there and fix it up, you're just forcing that appreciation where right. we can control those things. And, and on top of that, what lends, what our job really lends itself to is going in there and doing some of this work yourself. If you buy a sure. place local, we know a lot about building construction. We know a lot about, we're, we're hands-on type of people. So we can go in there and put a little sweat equity into this thing and, um, and really make that thing grow. So, uh, and, and that's not even counting the depreciation. Right, or, right. Um, that's the other. really cool part that yeah. I never really understood until I started owning rentals is the depreciation part. Right. I mean, you know, you, you show a gain in, in your in your in your stocks or your bonds or whatever, and you're gonna pay money on that you gain. Own them. But yeah. we're actually sit we're showing a loss year after year after right. year and right. and really it's gaining equity. Yeah. No, what what a what a brilliant uh investment path and, and um, it sounds like that's exactly why you're on it. Well, um, what would be one piece of advice that you could give people, whether it's having to do with mindset, having to do with, um, who knows, a book that you've read that they got you set down this path or, or something that, that people can take and, and hang on to and, and get them going down the right, the right way. You know, uh, that, and that's why I want to take a quick second and just give you props, Kyle, because that what you've created here is giving, um, you know, everybody an opportunity to 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 research and learn right it's another learning platform there's so many great learning platforms out there um and yours is one of them and it's just it's 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 it gives every everybody a a vehicle and a platform to just ask questions and say hey what do you think about this hey you know how does this work and and everybody can chime in and give their two cents and together at the end of it we all learn right so i would say number one educate yourself right educate yourself there's lots of great platforms out there just like yours right um and but i'm big on mindset you know you're never ever truly going to be happy 
at what you do unless your mindset's right. And so I would say um, for me, the biggest game changer has been um, really getting after doing the work on my personal development and self-improvement because, because that, if you have the right mindset, like you, you, you're going to be successful period at whatever it is. Right. That's something that you can control. You can control. And like, right. Like what makes someone happy versus sad? It's like, we have this blueprint of how we want our lives to be right. Like you want, you want your life a certain way. Like you want to be a good soccer player. You want to be a good family man. And if you're meeting those expectations as a blueprint that you set, then generally you're happy. Right. Right. But if you're not meeting those expectations of yourself, that's when you find yourself kind of asking questions and going, well, wait a minute, like, what do I need to correct here to be, to be fulfilling my destiny, to be, to be really getting after what I want to be doing in life? Yeah, no, man, I, uh, that, uh, that certainly rings true. And I think it's applicable to everyone. You know, we can always try to improve. We can always try to just just get one more step towards a goal, right? They talk about the sure. accumulation of marginal gains on your on your path towards success. Whatever your vision of success is, just take a, one step today towards that and another one tomorrow. Sure. And then eventually over time, you make your way towards that, towards that goal. And um, I think that's a really powerful, powerful thing, man. And, and uh, looks like with that- Accumulation got, of marginal gains. I love that. Yeah. That's gotta be like, that's gotta be in the thread, man. That's the quote of the day right there. I love that. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I can't take credit for it, but uh, <laughs> that, that's, that's the way I think about things, right? I, I yeah, don't need to- It's so I don't, true. It's like, we're on our, on our path towards success. We're not looking for this explosive thing to happen, right? We're not looking for a blevy to take place. We're looking for, maybe, maybe today it's just in an incipient phase. Right. And it's going to slowly grow as long as you make it grow. Right. And you know, another way to look at that, Kyle, that I love is like, like, look, do 1% today. Mm -hmm. The next day do 1%. If you do 1% change every single day, you do a 360 at the end of the year. You don't even, you know, my old me is not who is not who I am today. Right. Right. And it's just from those little incremental changes, you know, and we have a, like, I, I just really want to throw out there too. Like we have such an opportunity right now for us to come together on platforms like this and have these discussions, your bullpen discussions. And we also have the ability to pool our stable income. We might not have a lot of cash, but I have a lot of opportunities come across my desk that are fabulous opportunities right here in San Diego uh, that, that we can all make money from if we all chip in a little bit, get on the same page, have the same mindset, and we buy these things together. Pooling money is something that I think has been uh, way, way underutilized on, on our job in particular. Yeah, I, I actually couldn't agree more, man. And uh, I think with that, we got, uh, we got knocked down on your first alarm. So with what you just said in mind, where can people find out more about you? Uh, okay, yep. So oh this hand this hand is mirrored <laughs> hey so shoot me a text at this number so that's a smart number and so i can easily just put it right into my uh database and then i can i can um stay in touch with you about uh opportunities that come across my desk to invest in i can um i'm more than happy to answer any questions that you guys have so the best so number to text me at and text me your first and last name and your email address to 619-573-4258 you see my handle on there for Facebook, Casey Martin, RE, Casey James Martin on Insta. 
that's my website, Casey at CaseyRose.com, or uh, I'm sorry, um, MakeYourMoveSanDiego.com. They go to the same place. So yeah, there's uh, um, this is this has been great, man. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, uh, we'll link all those things in the show notes too for people that aren't watching, but maybe just listening to the uh, podcast. Um, but yeah, Casey, I want to just thank you, man, for uh, taking time out of your busy busy day, your busy life. Uh, you got a lot of things going on, and and uh, people are definitely taking notice. So uh, again, man, thanks for meeting me here today. Thank you, Kyle. All right. Thanks again to Casey Martin for joining me here in the bullpen. Man, Casey's got an inspiring story of somebody who grew up with no safety net, no belay system in place. And it taught him to become laser focused at whatever it is he's trying to do. And you can see that uh, in him as a firefighter and in his real estate business. He is laser focused on achieving his goals. If you'd like to learn more about Casey, he's on Facebook, Casey Martin RE, on Instagram, Casey James Martin, or on their website, makeyourmovesd.com. If you'd like to know more about us, we're on Facebook at The Firehouse. That's f.i.r.e house. On Instagram, the underscore fire underscore house. Or on LinkedIn, The Firehouse Investors. If you learned something from this video and you'd like to see more, please like, share, and subscribe. But no matter what you do, take this information, go out there, and get some. Station F.